This is the MagicWordPodcast.com. We are now into the uh, second full day of the Blackpool Convention, and this is an international convention with, as we you heard yesterday, about 4,000, uh, no, sorry, almost 4,500 registrants who are here, and uh, all kinds of activities that are going on, and that's why there are so many things that are also conflicting with each other. You can go into one thing and you're missing something else, or that you can spend time in the dealer's room and because there are 170 dealers with all kinds of really cool stuff that's here then as well. But getting a chance to visit with friends is what a convention is uh, mainly about and here there are so many friends internationally that we usually just see perhaps at FISM or if they're passing through on a lecture tour or something like that. I've got with me then right now Alanya Noni from Italy uh, who I, has been a longtime friend that I see at the 4F every year. So anyhow, hello, enough from me. Good morning Alan. how are you? <laughs> oh, good morning Scott. <laughs> so, so nice to see you here in Blackpool. It's yeah. strange because uh, for me that I'm southern guy to be in northern of Europe, it's strange and uh, cold, but uh, it's funny to meet some friends as you and many others that we can meet probably during these days. Sure. Now, you are from actually from Rome, and so do you come to Blackpool on a regular basis, or what number is this for you? Uh, I'm actually living in Rome. I'm half Italian and I'm French. Uh, <laughs> yes. Which is where <laughs> but, the name comes from, a line. Yes, right. but 100% southern guy, because my mother was from the south of France, the oh. French Riviera, and my father was from the south of Italy, Naples. Okay. So uh, 100% southern, so I'm not... I know I don't like really, really the cold time, the weather time, especially the British time. But I don't care because inside here it's a good, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit warmer. And uh, yes, not so usually, but there are some years that I came here because it's so funny convention. Have you lectured here or performed here? Not in Blackpool. Okay. I've performed. I have lectured in uh, in the Magic Circle in London, and uh, it was just my only. English uh, experience in the past, but I know that I will do one more uh, next year. No, this year in October, because they booked me here last night. <laughs> oh, they did. So yes. We're here next. Okay, great. Yes. Okay. So we'll be seeing you then uh, in, in next year. So, what have you seen so far yesterday, either in a dealer's room or perhaps a show or a lecture? What's really kind of stood out for you? Hard to decide because they have a lot of <laughs> stuff wow, continuously yeah. at the same time. So uh, I. I I love to see, just to see the dealer room because it's an unbelievable uh, dealer room. Probably actually is the best dealer technology room, <laughs> but I love to looking at books and so on. So uh, the dealer room for me, it's quick moving and I spend some time with friends. Um, not good time for eating because I'm in Italian. <laughs> yeah. No, food is delicious in Italy, but no. not so much here. Fish yes. and chips, and that's about it. Yeah. And that's enough. <laughs> Just fish and chips. <laughs> no, um, I've been. I take good pleasure time with the shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night I've seen the let's say the gala show on the Fridays was very nice and uh, have a good very good time with the Mike Cavney evening show with his friends. Very, very nice, very, very funny. And you said you're going to spend a little time with uh, Celia Munoz, uh, who was the closing act, actually, for Mike Caveney and Friends, who did a phenomenal ventriloquist act. I've never seen the kind of things she could do. She was actually brushing her teeth. You know, she was eating popcorn and not just drinking water, but, you know, putting on her makeup and her lipstick while she was singing uh, opera songs and talking. Wow. 
Yes, oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, she's the Miguel Munoz sisters. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And she's a singer. It's a tenor singer, mm-hmm. a soprano singer. And talking with her, she explained me that as a soprano, it's easier for them to be ventriloquist. Hmm. Um, she explained me this. I don't know. I'm not a singer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not able to sing. It makes song. sense, I guess. So. Probably, probably. You control your voice a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Probably because she, you can use the voices from the Back chest friend. and yeah. not from the throat. Right. Uh, I, I've seen her performing in last years and she was growing up every time. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I was impressed as you by the concept of eating popcorn, brushing teeth and drinking water. In Italy, we have an unbelievable ventriloquist that do this. And I've seen something like this many years ago. His name is Samuel. Mm-hmm. He has been a winner of the Italian Got Talent and something. And he was the kind of ventriloquist that make uh, the drinking water, smoking cigarettes and uh, speaking two different voices at the same time. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was the only one that I've seen. And last night I've seen Celia. Yeah. She did the same. <laughs> yeah, she was very good. Yeah. And of course, it was hosted by uh, Mike Caveney. Uh, and they had a uh, uh, Tina Leonard did a, a different act than the mop lady that some of us have seen, uh, and then also Arden James uh, was there. And uh, oh, so good, Arden James, love yeah. it so. His mime technique is unbelievable. I've seen him many years ago in Rome, because in Rome we have every year uh, a magic uh, show. It's a kind of uh, uh, just um, let's say a variety show. Only with magic. They mean super magic. And this year it was the 20th year that he do this. And one time there was Arden James. We have had a lot of performers from around the world. Uh, all, all the best, yeah. normally. Arden's is a very solid performer. I don't want to overlook, by the way, Matt O'Neill. Uh, Matt started out the show. He performed last year also and lectured at uh, Magic Live. And he was the one who does a... Um, the name memory. Yes. He meets several people in the audience, and then he begins by having about 100 people stand up, and then they all sit down as he names their names. Incredible. Yes. For like, what, 23 years old? I mean, he's a young fellow. Yeah. Well, for me, I think it's incredible, too, because uh, I'm not able to remember my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is able to do this. For me, it's unbelievable. He's going to be lecturing, in uh, fact, today at about, well, let's see, it's now about 10.30. He's going to be lecturing at about 11.30 and, and talk a little bit about his mnemonics and how he kind of does this, I believe. I don't know, but probably I will forget. <laughs> <laughs> probably will, too. <do. laughs> well, it's been a great convention so far. We've still got two more days to go, and I still have some money in my pocket that I haven't spent at the dealers yet myself. So, <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> probably. have to go check it out. And uh, later this year, you're going to be out, out on a lecture tour. So those who are listening to this, by the way, who are in the U.S., uh, contact me, and I'm putting together a tour with uh, Alan Yanoni here, and um, he's going to be going, for, he's going to be performing, actually he's coming over for the 4F convention towards the end of April, and then after that he'll be spending a week at the Magic Castle. Are you going to be working the parlor or close-up? Close-up. Close-up. And then from there, going to fly to uh, Florida, and then working his way back to the West Coast again, so, uh, and then up to Chicago and around. So if any of you are listening to this who are booking uh, lectures, and you're looking for someone during the month of May, please give me a uh, contact me. It's lectures, plural, lectures at scottwells.com. And I'll see if I can uh, arrange to um, have you on the tour schedule to uh, hear Alon's uh, lecture. 
because you said you're going to be booked here next year, so yes. you can hear some of the stuff that he's going to be talking about in advance, well in advance. But I hope they, they will contact you a lot as possible because I want to share all my ideas, all my experience. I'm not the kind of performer that have created uh, technique and so on. But uh, this year for me, it will be 30 years of profes- full-time professional wow. magician, yes, in April. It will be 30 years of full-time professional magician. And uh, during my lecture, in fact, I show my style, uh, my <laughs> fighting Italian style, performing uh, work around in venues, restaurants, and private parties, and so on. So uh, my work is always on uh, how to manage audiences and how to... <laughs> Let's say how to perform uh, without be hitting in alive. <laughs> yeah, be eating alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot to be said about that. And so, thank you very much, Alan. Good speaking with you. Good seeing you here then as well. Thank you too. You are welcome, and it will be a very great pleasure to be in US. <laughs> so, for the Magic Words podcast, that was Lonnie Anoni, Scotty. kind of interesting to get in finally to the dealer's room to kind of make a, a way around a little bit and uh, there are I mentioned earlier 170 different uh, magic booths or stalls as they would call them here and uh, one is pro mystic and I've got a friend of mine here Richard Steele who is behind the booth now hey there Richard hello how's everyone doing we're all fine so, <laughs> so tell me about uh, what you're doing here? I mean, this have you come to Blackpool before or been a dealer? I've been to Blackpool, I think, 10 or 12 times. I'm not sure anymore. It becomes a blur. But if you've never been to Blackpool, I would tell your listeners to make it a bucket list item because it's actually amazing. It's the most magicians you'll see in one room ever, including dealers. There's so many dealers, and there's things that you'll never see unless you come to Blackpool. That's a very good point. There are some things here at Blackpool that, yeah, the dealers bring that you won't see. And typically, some people will sell. When I was here last time, I remember one had sold out by noon on the first day of some of the things. Uh, so even though there are so many dealers here, you might think, well, it's overload. Well, no, when you got 4,500 magicians, and this is the one and only convention that many of the Europeans might come to, so they bring a lot of money and they come to spend it. And so you probably do pretty well here, I would imagine. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a great time. Otherwise, and, uh, you wouldn't come every 10 years. I mean, every 10 last, years. Last, every the last 10 years. <laughs> Every year for yeah. the last 10 years. Yeah, so it is. It's a, a place where people all congregate together, and it's a great place. And it's the only time that I'm going to see a lot of these people It'll only be in Blackpool, not at some of the other conventions. But the other conventions are great, too. But Blackpool kind of has a special part in uh, my heart because it's amazing. And every time you come here, you meet new people, and you get to see magic that you'll never see probably anywhere else in the world. What other conventions uh, are you going to be going to with Pro Mystic this year? Oh, that's that's a secret. We we don't even know, but okay. we'll probably be at Magic Live. Magic Live more than likely, and, uh, and this one again. So okay. that's about it. Uh, and when you are working behind the booth, I know what is it nine to five or ten to five? Is it the dealer hour? I think it's nine to five. Okay, so you don't get to see too much of the rest of the stuffs going on except the evening shows, or are you pretty much wiped out by them? Oh no, we go to the evening shows. We went last night, and then we did the late show. What do you think? You at the late show? You mean with uh, Harrison Carroll? Yeah. Uh, Harrison Greenbaum? I mean, yes. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about trade shows. They can Harrison Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. No, no. But, yeah, so we got to see the shows. And then, again, a lot of the people just come by the booth and kind of show us stuff anyway. So, What did you think of the gala? Who stood out for you? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know the name of the person, but it, 
it'll, yeah. we'll say it's the person with the sand. Uh, yeah, close the show. Uh, last yeah. name, uh, Young, Young, Y-U-N-G. Truly amazing. I mean, it was beautiful. And to have a standing ovation from magicians, the whole theater stood up. That's, that's a big compliment. He created a steel ring out of sand slowly, and then he did made it disappear. And I was in the second row. It was amazing. It, it, yeah. It looked just as good as Club Close it did probably further away. It, it did. It, it, it was truly magical. I mean, yeah, that's the word for it. It actually was. Yeah. It's, that word gets overused, but it really was truly magical. Well, yeah, I know you miss a lot of the lectures that are here, but you got another guy kind of work at the booth. Do you kind of say, hey, look, I really want to see so-and-so? Yeah, and then there was Marvin Burgless that yeah. did a lecture about business, actually. So that, that was a one I wanted to go to, but I got the notes for it, so I'm pretty happy that I got that. Marvin's a sweet man, such a such an amazing person. He is, uh, and uh, one of the most successful magic business entrepreneurs, you know, in the world with his Marvin's Magic. Yeah, Marvin's Magic is, and I didn't even know that years ago when I was talking to him that he was a burglist. And he's, <laughs> You're David Burgess's son? Yeah. Right. Uh, and the uh, another one that uh, I thought was interesting was Ben Hart's lecture, and Ben just talked about how to take nothing and make something out of it, basically starting with an idea to build an act in the very beginning. And everything that he did, he actually literally read from his notes. So he sold the notes at the end, but he read it word for word, but because he had written it, he had pretty much memorized it. And so it, it may sound boring, but there wasn't anybody sleeping in the audience, you know. For 25 minutes, I mean, he just delivered this unique lecture that I've not heard before about making something, as I said, from nothing, in which you're starting with the germ of an idea and write this down, and, you know, then how you start practicing, and then buying anything, first of all, and then rehearsing it. Anyhow, then building up even to the point of, you know, doing a stage show with lights and sound and everything. So, anyhow, it was a good lecture. It, I, I missed out on missed it. missed on that it, one, too. I, I missed out on all of them, pretty much, but... <laughs> well, I'm just filling you in. Oh, good, good. <laughs> well, thanks very much, Richard. I'm glad you're enjoying Absolute it. It's a pleasure. <laughs> and make sure to come to Blackpool. It's amazing. And stop by ProMystic then also. That's ProMystic.com? Uh, yes, exactly. ProMystic.com. All the great stuff. I've got several of their things in as well. I know you got some great stuff you're selling here today. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Richard Seale. Scotty out. Just about to start the uh, bear pit close-up here uh, this afternoon, and while we're waiting this to begin, you can hear them uh, giving some announcements in the background over here. But I thought I would talk with a couple of gentlemen who have been coming for a long number of years. They're sitting next to me, uh, Andy and Leonard. Hey there, guys. Hi. Hi. So, Andy, you are Leonard's son? I am, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. My goodness. You guys both look good like you're brothers. Absolutely. Almost, you yeah. know, both yeah. young people. <laughs> but you've been coming, you said, for like 25 years or so? Uh, we have. We have guess, indeed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just together. So, you remember your first one when you were oh, a lad? Yeah. Yeah, I was a lad. I was just talking about it. Uh, saw Bob Sheets bought the best value thing I ever bought at Blackpool uh, was uh, a VHS with It's the Rules and the Three Shell Game on it, absolutely yeah. nuts. I do both of those in every performance I do. You've had it Even, ever since? You've been doing it ever since? I've been doing it ever since, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I, I don't do performances. I got him started when he was seven, <laughs> and then he blossomed from there. So you had an interest in magic then to begin with, Leonard, I, I guess, that, that oh, yeah. you oh, yeah. brought your son along and said, hey, I think you might be enjoying this too. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So how old were you, uh, actually, Andy, whenever that you first came to the... Oh, got 25 years ago, so uh, 39, 40. Okay. 
Yeah. So it's kind of late in life you got started in magic, would you say? Yeah, I've always been interested in it, yeah, but I got seriously into it, yeah, about then, about 25 years ago. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And so he was telling me Bob Sheets was one of his, over the past several years, one of your favorites. Who's been one of the favorites or conventions oh, you've wow. enjoyed? Uh, too many to mention, really. Uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> it's not fair. Seriously, seriously. Um, uh, who's the Spanish guy? Uh, Juan Tamariz. Juan Tamariz, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, yes. brilliant. And, uh, yeah, we saw him here too. Great show, great show. Matt King? Oh, Matt King, certainly. Matt King's going to be on the show tonight, is that right? Saw yeah. him for the first time four years ago. Yeah. Uh, in the, That's when Lance uh, Burton came and everything. Is that, was that when Lance yeah. Burton had come? Yeah, yeah. yeah they were yeah. both here then. Yeah, they're, they're great friends for over many yeah. years. Yes. I do understand. From, both anyway. from Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, they, 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 were, they were great. Yeah. And the place was packed. It was in the, in the arena. arena. Yeah. The arena. Yeah. Um, all the aisles were crammed with people. Really? Yeah. <laughs> if they could have hung from the ceiling, they would have been doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is why I think he decided to bring his main Vegas show over here in the big theatre. Yeah. Which is tonight. And we're looking right. forward to it. it. Have you ever had a chance to go to the U.S., to uh, Vegas, or to see the show at all? No, I've been to the, I've been to the U.S., but not seen the magic over there. Have you been to Las Vegas when you've gone to the U.S.? Uh, I did go to Vegas, yeah. And then to Las, uh, been to the Magic Castle? I didn't manage to get it. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Is that on your bucket list, or Randy? Uh, I'd certainly love to go there, yeah, one day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this convention. What is it that you've enjoyed so far that's been a highlight for you? Whether oh. it's been something in the dealer's room you bought or Shutagawa. something? Shutagawa. Shutagawa, okay. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Uh, and who's the guy? The Danny coin? Goldsmith. Danny Goldsmith. Is, is, oh, man. His lecture was brilliant. The show. Show, sorry. Yeah. The show. His lecture was later in the week. Yeah. yeah. He was on the show last night. Which one was Danny? Uh, no, he was in the uh, the close-up show yesterday lunchtime. I missed that one. Sorry. Oh man, just a, it does coins, uh, and it just looks so natural and so magical and so impossible. Yeah. Uh, oh, like I say, it was just you got instant standing ovation. Uh, yeah, and you don't bit. get those normally when it's a, a group of people like like this. Right. <laughs> Not in these rooms. But right, he, it's very tight. But oh, he, yeah. he did get a standing yeah. ovation. Yeah. Yeah. And he's lecturing tomorrow. We will be there. <laughs> we will be there. Now, whenever that you come, of course, every year, you know, I'm sure it's to see a lot of friends. It's this way that you get to have a little camaraderie with uh, people you only get to see at this convention. But were there some people that you saw who were going to be on the bill that you said, hey, I really want to come this year? Because like Matt King, I mean, there's yeah. someone that you said I really want to see. Exactly, Matt King. Exactly that. Matt yeah. King and Danny Goldsmith. They're the two big ones. And Shutagawa. Yeah. Th- those three, yeah. And all being here just at one time, in yeah. one convention. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Even though there are 4,500 people here, I mean, it still seems kind of intimate, you know, when we're yeah. in groups like this. You know? yeah. Exactly. Now, we were just talking then, uh, Lenny, a minute ago, before we went on air, I heard you were saying about how that, I mean, last, one only time I came was 2005. And when they used to have the lectures in the horseshoe, and so they kind of had the raised tiered platform, and then yeah. you had to walk by, that was really kind of a hassle. I think it really done that a lot better now than what they had back then. Well, it, it's more organized and better, but you don't get the atmosphere of people crammed everywhere around no, the room. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Which is well, true. there are more people, I think, here now than there were. I mean, there were like 3,000 before, and 4,500. I mean, it, yeah. true, still a lot. True, it's a lot. True. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But do you think this is a better uh, viewing for uh, the public now, here? No, it's just different. Just different. Okay. It's equally, it's good both ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we're getting ready to uh, start the show over here, so we'll shut her down. Thanks very much, Andy, Lenny. Thank you, guys. Hope you enjoy the convention. Yeah, thank you. Thanks yeah, for your time. Thank you for that. Just yeah. subscribe. Scotty out.
one of the people who I always like to uh, talk with, because uh, he always attends a lot of the same big conventions that I do, Mr. Craig Mitchell, who's here with me today. Hey, Craig. How are you, Scott? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, we always seem to go to the to FISM, and I like reading uh, your reports, and you're uh, quite honest in your reporting and everything that you see and hear. If you like it, great. If you don't, you tell I'm, that, too. I'm an equal opportunity critic. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been attending Blackpool for a long number of years, and are you enjoying this one more or less, or how is you, what you rate this, although we're only like a day and hardly a day and a half into this one? The scary part is it's only been a day and a half, and yeah. it feels like a five-day convention. <laughs> I think the magic per minute for this year's event is the highest out of all the conventions. Yeah. It seems to be busier. There seems to be more on the go. The schedule's jam-packed. And you're having to choose. And not just choose for choice's sake. You're having to make difficult decisions. Are you going to go oh, see gosh, yeah. uh, Shuta Gawa, yeah. Sublime, or are you going to go see Mike Caveney and Friends? So these yeah. are difficult quandaries we've been placed in, which shows just the quality is particularly high this year so far. Yeah, it really is. And the lectures have been diverse also. I don't know if you've heard many of them, but they... I've just come back from the Montreal Magic, the trio, yep. some great presentation ideas. They seem to be catering something for everyone, uh, and you can't do everything. That is the take No, you can't. I was wanting to hear them also, but I just was in the close-up show. You can't. So. so everyone's Blackpool experience is going to be different. Yeah, well, that's a good and, point, because it depends what track you're on. And some people love that, and other people hate that. Uh, and I like the choice. Uh, people must pick and choose and you're not always going to get to see what you want to see but it allows more variety in choice well some years ago you had a sponsored uh, convention the uh, XL IMAX right IMAX feels like a lifetime ago it does seem like a long time ago and as I recall I thought there was uh, something there too didn't you have it choices completely pick and choose everyone had their own individual schedule multiple yeah. tracks and you couldn't do everything right uh, similar I, to this exactly similar to this and I quite like that it means everybody's experience is going to be unique to them and that's good and bad depending which way you choose yeah. your own adventure that's true but i like that I, I consider it i like to look at things on the bright side and the uh, positive and i think that that's a good thing from the standpoint that let's say that when you get back there you're explaining your experience and then someone else is talking about theirs it's like what convention did you go to and well, it is a completely different thing catch it up with somebody well, what did you do this morning you found out 10 different things that were taking place which you had no idea of and so-and-so did this and everyone's comparing notes and quickly checking in the program or can you sneak this person into your schedule yeah. and the same as the dealer's room what's the latest and greatest or somebody saw this at this stand the dealer's room is bigger than ever before I think it's 172 dealers yeah, it's expanded into the horseshoe uh, section as well mm-hmm. so you could just spend the entire three days just going from stand to stand to stand and doing absolutely nothing else but considering we're only day and a half and besides the little hiccup at registration Everything is beyond smooth. I mean, every gala show starts it on time. The tech's been top-notch. The amount of talent. I mean, there's an army of magicians on stage and off pulling this together. So you remember many years ago, it used to be their galas were like four hours long or something. You know, it seems like you've tightened that up considerably. Well, since the new team took over and have to take the hats off to them, everything is just a professional notch above where it is. And it's not easy enough. I think the danger is going to be they're going to become victims of their own success because as more and more people are coming, it means you've got to throw more and more resources. I mean, over three and a half thousand people, that's a lot of registrants to keep happy and move from point A to point B. And if one thing suddenly snowballs and is running late, it's just got to 
Oh, that's a good point. It's a domino effect. So, yeah. so far, so good. But I think with the increased registrations, you're going to be having more money to play with that you can afford then to bring in different kinds of talent. I mean, look at, I mean, a few years ago when they had Lance Burton, Friends, and Matt King, and uh, that really boosted it, and then they've got Matt coming back again here this year. So, Well, I mean, that is the nice position to be in when you've got the mega budget, mega budget in inverted commas, to play with. Uh, they can bring everyone and anyone that they want. Right. But... You know, these venues are not cheap, uh, and the more registrants, the more staff that's required, it becomes its own little machine and mini city, which suddenly pops up over these three days, and I'd love to know what the Winter Garden staff must think when suddenly this machine rolls into town. <laughs> I wonder about that then also. I, I understand this is not quite the holiday city it used to be in the heyday, I guess, uh, so this must be really a big income generator for them, for the city, I would think. One of them, uh, the nice part about the Winter Gardens complex, particularly now that it's had its revamp over the years, I mean, it's a major destination draw card for all the touring shows in the UK. So every major touring production and all the major headline artists comes to the uh, Opera House. It's the largest in Europe, I believe. So from a destination entertainment perspective, it's sure. still managing to attract all of these touring productions. And one of the key reasons why we're quite fortunate in that you have such a beautiful stage yeah. and all the bells and whistles I mean they've got these giant LED screens this year uh, all the tech that helps a lot yeah, yeah it does video I mean, screens, you, you yeah. couldn't you couldn't accomplish what they're doing on stage here anywhere else I, I, I don't know I mean to try and do go anywhere outside of Blackboard to this level of tech and theatre will probably cost three times the price. And I like the way that they really kept this up. I was talking with someone just yesterday morning about looking around at some of the older rooms uh, where uh, they have a lot of upkeep, I think. You know, just keep the little lights on, you know, in the little village and things. And it was in the Spanish uh, uh, room or forum or someplace. Anyhow, it, it, the places they have to dust, have to clean. And in other words, it has old world charm from like the ni- early 1900s. And so it still has that. And yet they we're standing in a new annex, it looks like over here, which they keep adding adding on to this all the time too my point being is we're by the sea where you would think you could have a lot of mildew and things could get run down or or you know wood rot pretty quickly but they really keep this up in good shape from what i've seen the venues definitely got better over the years when fism was here and i forget the year uh 14 it it feels like a lifetime ago uh derek lever was still organizing at the time the Winter Gardens complex wasn't in great shape. There was, things were falling off the ceiling. The place was really looking uh, tired. But they've definitely invested mm-hmm. over the years, and it's, and it's starting to show. Now, if only the rest of Blackpool could catch up, yeah. because the place is still a dreary, uh, <laughs> old, old-world seaside town, which has seen better years. Yeah, well, uh, I would think that some of the income that they have been receiving from the magicians coming in, I would think would help quite a bit then, too. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Abbott's get-together from the standpoint that they're in Colon, Michigan, that because they were able to put air conditioning in the uh, high school for gymnasium, for example. Sponsored by show. the Magic Convention. I love that. I love that. So the magicians are definitely putting their mark on Blackpool for good or bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Um, and although that you came mainly for camaraderie, I'm sure just to kind of hang out and be with other magicians, was there an act or somebody that you thought, well, I really want to see this person? Uh, the surprise for me was Matt O'Neill with his memory act for an opening. He starts the show as, a, before the show starts, his audience are filtering in. He's busy greeting people, introducing himself, asking their names. And as the show starts, he then asks everyone... If you asked uh, their name to please stand up, you must then suddenly have 100, 120 plus people all stand. And Matt's on stage 
memorized every single person's name, face to name, and rattles them off one after the Some other. Some of them, how they were spelled, even. One L in the name, two Ys. <laughs> two Ps or whatever. Two Ps. <laughs> as an opening for a show that is beyond impactful, it's strong, it's powerful. Uh, Matt's definitely got the it factor, and definitely somebody to watch. a young man, he's got a great career ahead of him. I think he's in his early 20s, he's yeah. got that charisma, that Hollywood look, and yeah. hopefully he continues to develop it. Then I got to see it again because he was one of the friends in the, the Mike Caveney show. Mm-hmm. He did the same routine, except he was able to add and still remember the people from the morning show, which was now done in the evenings. So now it was you know, nearly 200 names, including people. Right. Well, if I asked your name in the morning, please stand up over here. <laughs> uh, and there's no trick to it. That is just, He's just pure doing it. grit, yeah. memory retention. I, mean, I can hardly remember where I leave the keys. Uh, yeah, he's able to <laughs> I believe it's just a mnemonic system that he's using. And it's brute force. Yeah. And yeah. he's got, got yeah. down to a pat. And he's a, a, a Magic Castle junior. You know, he was. I believe so. Uh, and something new, fresh, and exciting. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what he comes up with for future years. Speaking of new, fresh, and exciting, then I'll let you go, and that is the dealer's room. We were talking, you were talking about how that it's a little bit different and how it's laid out and everything. Have you seen or heard anybody that has purchased something that is like, wow, this is cool? Well, I saw something which was cool from a magic uh, geek perspective. Uh, I think it was the Bond Lee stand. It's a table which is gimmicked to the hilt. Mm-hmm. You can put an object on the table either remote control or push a button on the side the object is on a little platform which slowly lowers into the table slides to the left and a new object takes its place and gets raised up in perfect position. So it sounds so, like an automaton, except in real life. I mean, you can switch whatever size. object you want, and the frightening part is watching this little device slowly <laughs> lower, move to the left, the new uh, object slowly rises, takes its place, so it's the ultimate switch. But the secret's more exciting than yeah. the actual routine, in fact. Yeah. In fact, you really just want to show the audience, look at this piece of incredible <laughs> engineering, which is probably over-engineered ridiculously, but I mean, magicians love that stuff. Well, some years ago, I remember at FISM when, um, oh, who was the magician uh, from Germany? Darn it. Uh, he's a past FISM winner then also. And he was talking about this orange juice thing. that uh, Topaz. Topaz. Yeah, thank you. My mind just went blank there. Uh, and that was a great thing in which that the method was cooler than the trick, although the trick was fantastic. But everything was all built into this thing. And he showed a video about how the... Isn't had this custom made with this? I think he did the lecture at Magic Live. I think, is that where it was? Mistaken, okay. where he did this entire orange juice, and there were yeah. cables and tubes and things being injected. Magicians love all their toys. Uh, the other effect that somebody was telling me about: you take a chip out of a Pringles can and you place the uh, the chip on your hand. The magician makes an image of a gun with his other hand and shoots in inverted yeah. commas at the Pringles chip, and yeah. the chip explodes on your hand really? into pieces uh, this is one of, cool. the, of the South Korean uh, stands if I'm not mistaken so two people told me about that and these chips were busy exploding in people's hands I mean the weirdest and wonderful so you can use effect. any Pringles and any can I mean, just a, a sneak gimmick wow wow so a lot of fun yeah. so there's always something to discover yeah there is well if you guys are here You'd be here by now. <laughs> you would. You'd be going to the dealer's room and spending some money there then too. Uh, you've seen some great stuff that's around here. It's always fun to uh, talk with you, Craig, and catch up. Thanks very much. Appreciate you spending some time for the Magic Word Podcast. That was Craig Mitchell. Scott. Well, a lot of people who are here have also 
I've seen at other conventions, but also who you normally would see as talent at other conventions that get booked whenever you go to one place or another, and some of the people who have also been on this podcast. One of them happens to be my guest here right now, Ian Kendall, who uh, was at SAM. We talked at uh, New Orleans last time we saw it. We, we, we seem to travel all over the country just to see each other, all over the world. I think so. I think, but let's, let's try and avoid the half-hour waffle about life before we get onto the important stuff. <laughs> I, I love whenever we were just chatting and said, okay, we'll go there. Yeah, know, we gotta, we're all over the board. Sure, sure. When you're painting a wall, right, you want to have nice, even up and down strokes. So you don't, yeah, it's just something. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Blackpool head. Nothing's working at the moment. Well, you know, I was just talking with uh, Alan Iannone this morning, and he was saying he's staying in a, a, a hotel someplace where he's having to actually put money to get electricity. I said, what? You mean like you want to turn your lights? You want a hot water? you got to put a coin in or something. Have you ever heard of this? That I, I've never. I mean, it sounds I, like something the Scotland Scottish would do. You know? That is something Scottish would do. If you want to get cultural, Scotty, let's go. So um, I'm amazed when I come. I've been coming to Blackpool since 1992 every year, and I remember the first. Since you were 12 years old, pretty much. And I remember the the first time I came here, uh, I spent 10 pounds a night for my digs, so 10 pounds of bed and breakfast. And this year, I'm spending 40 pounds a night. So inflation in 30 years is catching up with me. Well, that's not bad. I don't get breakfast this year, though. Oh, you don't get breakfast? No. It's you have to go find someplace? Yeah, breakfast is extra. But I only booked it on Thursday, so that's understandable. Well, you're lucky to find someplace, because as I walk up and down the area over there by the Ruskin, which is where the most of the, the talent is staying, I uh, noticed that everything said no vacancy. So I'm glad we got uh, rooms. <laughs> I think that area fills up quite well. I mean, you will never, ever not find someone to stay in Blackpool mm-hmm. in February. Do you think this, this as big of a convention this is? I'm assuming they have other kinds. I mean, I know this is an entertainment uh, venue for people from all over the UK who come to uh, holiday here. And uh, but, do you think this is a large enough group that really helps cover their nut? I mean, they kind of make a lot of money. I help. was talking to uh, a few years ago. I was staying in the Ruskin, which is the main sort of hangout hotel, and I was talking to one of the managers over breakfast. And I said, do you make enough money um, this weekend to survive yeah. till the summer? And he said, we make enough money this weekend to survive for the year. So certainly the Ruskin makes its entire annual nut on. But we're not the biggest drinkers. I asked really? him that. I said, are the magicians the worst? He said, no. There's a convention, I think it's either a month before or a month after us. So either January or April or March um, of pigeon races. Racing pigeons. Wow. Okay. And they apparently open the bar at 9 a.m. <laughs> and they just drink for 24 hours for three days. At the Ruskin. At, at, at the Ruskin and other places. Yeah. But the, the, the pigeon fanciers, the pigeon racers. And do you know what happens if you lose a racing pigeon? Uh, I guess. No, I have no idea. You lose a pigeon. <laughs> On the plus side, I've just sold my champion racing pigeon for the fourth time. Because you gotta have you gotta have topical <laughs> jokes when you go off ten tangents. You gotta have old, very old topical jokes. Well, you have worked comedy clubs. We were talking earlier, and yep. uh, you know you have owned your own comedy club for a short. You manage one. I, for ra- I ran one for two and years. Yeah. So you gotta have some sort of joke for every kind of occasion like this, like pigeon fans. Pretty show. much, yes. Yeah. yeah. I assume that you watched Harrison Greenbaum's show last night. I did not. See, I only come down for the day, so I don't get oh, to see any. You got a day pass. Okay. I don't even get to see the evening shows. Oh, you don't. So it's no. Like, so a day does not include an evening? No. Huh. 
Normally, when you go to conventions, you've got a day pass, which includes your evening yeah. show. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> so that's how they make a lot of money here for the British uh, Magic Club. Something like that, yeah. I just, I'm just i too old to do this for four, four <laughs> days in a row now. It's just. Well, did you travel down from Scotland? or you were Yeah, no, I get, I get the train down uh, yesterday evening. Uh, that's that's Friday, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. That's that's from from on Friday evening, and I've got a lift back on Monday morning in a car. Okay. So, so while you're here, are you going to be sticking around then? For are you going to buy an evening show? To, to, I don't to? think so. And here's the thing. I mean, you've seen how big I am. I'm six foot four, and I do not fit in that theatre. It. I. There's no legroom for me. It's cramped. Uncomfortable. So even when I used to buy the, 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 the whole weekend ticket, I still never went to the gala show. Really? Um, and now they started doing the satellite shows, the, evening, the other shows like Harrison did and others. Um, and I would like to have seen those. But the bottom line is uh, it's not cost-effective for me. So I'm easier just getting the day ticket. I hang out with friends. I see the dealers. I see a couple of lectures, and then I just spend the evening doing session that means the gala show also I mean Matt King and whoever's going to be in the evening gala show yeah I missed the gala show um, I mean I saw Mac in Vegas in last summer when I was at live yeah. so I've seen his show but I'm not going to see it in in the, the big theatre so the short time that you've been here what have you enjoyed something in the dealer room or um, lecture I saw David Regal just lecture that was it was David so you know it's going to be fun um, the dealers, I haven't really done a, a, a deep dive into it yet. Yeah. There's nothing that really caught my eye yet. But then again, I'm not really in the market for close-up anymore. I already have 14,000 close-up routines, so I don't need any more. Yeah. Um, stage stuff I'm always looking for, but it's harder to find. There's not a lot out there. So I just I just look around. It's just nice to see things. Um as in, what is the hit? I don't know. I'm going to see Ray Crow this afternoon. Oh, yeah. Um, that, I'm, that's my, my sort of star lecture of the weekend. That's why I'm here. Ray, that's this afternoon. What time is that? Lecture? I believe it's 3.30. Oh, shoot. Well, I was planning on going back and taking a wee nap, but I guess I'm not going no, to do that now. No, no, no. Sleep, sleep on Tuesday, Scotty. Okay. Well, I was up working on this podcast till 3 this morning, and then I got up early. Oh, God. So, also, so I, I was in bed by midnight last night because I'm old and sensible. You're a young man compared to me. Yes, but I'm old compared to 98% of the people here. <laughs> well, that is a, I'm glad you mentioned that. That is an encouraging thing to see the young people who are here. It is, the it is demographic young... has changed. Uh, certainly, when I first started coming here in the early 90s, it was very much, you know, the average age was late 40s, early 50s. Now, the average age is, I think, probably close to the 30. There's a lot of teenagers. There's a lot of kids. A lot of kids here. A lot of kids running around. Um, families, your know, parents are coming with them, you know, yep. supporting them. Uh, and it's it is encouraging because I think the the gen, the next generation is around us, and they haven't stapled us to the wall yet, which is always a good sign. Well, I think that has to do with the uh, the change in the old guard, also with Blackpool, the way uh, Magic Club, the way they are thinking a little bit different from the way yes. they used to, you know. Yeah, very much so. There's is a lot of. Um, so much to see here you can't see everything and I know that's a people complain about that there's overlapping of so I've got friends that overlap in lectures that I can't see because I want to see that instead of blah but there is definitely a a modernization of the convention 
from when it was, you know, I mean, it's 60-something years old, this convention. So right. obviously it's, it's going to grow old. But it's kind of a Benjamin Button thing. It's actually becoming younger <laughs> as like it gets that. older. The, yeah, Benjamin Button convention. Um, it's, there is literally something for everyone. You can be a hardcore card guy, you know, who does nothing but card work, and there's stuff for you to see. You can be a kid's magician, there's stuff for you to see. You can be a manipulator, there's stuff for you to see. So I think the team do a really good job of providing this smorgasbord of magic. Diversity, yeah. That, that it doesn't matter who you are, if you come to Blackpool, you're not going to be sort of sitting in the corner twiddling your thumbs thinking, why am I here? There will be stuff for you to do. That's for sure. And uh, even in the dealer's room, they have different kinds of things, of whether that you're a bizarrist, they've got a lot of, you know, kind of weird, you know, yeah. some stuff, as well as uh, strictly coin guys or, you know, give me coins or just cards, you know, all kinds of stuff. I just can't go, you know, you want to get cases, anvil cases for your for your illusions or That's whatever, right, you know. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, uh, the dealer hall, again, if you haven't been to the dealer hall, it is a... For example, if you've been to Magic Live, that dealer hall is the equivalent of the small hall here. Yeah. You know, that's the, a microcosm. Yeah, right? I mean, that's, that's just a corner yeah. of what you have here. Um, what is interesting with, with uh, the dealers is when you talk to them, when you look around, the dealers that, that do well are the ones that have their own stuff. Um, where, if you have... Uh, a dealer who is essentially a branch office of Murphy's, and I don't say that in, as, as, a, as, as a disparagement. It's you know they are the brick the brick and mortar shops who get the stuff from Murphy's, so they have basically the same stuff. They tend not to do as well. Um, you get people like you know Alakazam, Peter Nardi comes from Alakazam. They do sell Murphy's stuff, but also when they're on the stand, they only have their own stuff. Um, and there is, again, something for everyone. If you want... Punch and Judy. I saw Punch and Punch Judy. Punch and Judy's here, yeah. Which really, I would imagine so. For, I'm surprised to see him. Yeah, I think, I think Punch is, Punch is going to have to sort of bring fluffy teddies out instead of <laughs> killing crocodiles with to, to sausages and yeah. what have you from the traditional stuff. Um, but the dealer hall is something that you can Google. If, you, if anybody's listening to this has not been to Blackpool, and you Google Blackpool Dealer Hall and look at the images tag, you will see the classic shot from up in the, 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 the mezzanine looking down onto this. Yeah. And that's, that's not all of it. People have to understand, there's another room and a half. Yeah, and then the horseshoe. Going the around. horseshoe, yeah. It's just... So, yeah. It's, well, another thing I just happened to, uh, and I'll let you go, uh, and that is uh, someone got kicked out recently because they we're ripping off someone else's product. Yes. Did you hear about this? Yeah. I guess this happens from time to time, and at least they're vigilant for that thing. Yeah, some people are vigilant. Yeah, okay. Some people Fair turn enough. the blind eye. Um, it's kind of sad when you, you look around and you see stuff that, are, that you know are rip-offs, but people are being more vocal, and because we have social media now, uh, and we have the groups and there's the Facebook group, people can say, Oi, this is a rip-off. And then it becomes amplified. And when you have two or three hundred people going, this is not good, then that sort of incentivizes the, if that's a word, the, the, the organizers to do something about it, which didn't happen in the past. In the past, you go, oh, look, I'm not going to name names, but 
he's doing that again. And it was kind of thing everybody knew it was going to happen, but nobody did anything about it. And now stuff is done, so there are fewer rip-offs. I think that was a way, I remember with going to the IBM convention, national conventions, and there were a couple of dealers, I was surprised who had lecture notes that were just Xeroxes of somebody yeah. else's stuff for sale in their booth. It's like, yeah. that's not right, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I bought a DVD from a dealer, um, again, we're talking 20 years ago, um, and it was a, a blue disc with a photocopied cover. Um, I think, okay, I think I paid full price for this, and somebody's getting a complaint letter. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying the convention. It's so nice to see you. I'm glad I happened to catch you on the day you're here. I'm very happy. I'm sure I'll see you somewhere down the road. <laughs> no, we will. So for the Magic Word Con- Podcast, that was Ian Kendall, Scotty Young. One of the uh, dealers, actually, is not necessarily a dealer, but it is actually the Magic Circle has uh, a booth here anticipating uh, membership or trying to gain some membership for the club. We were at the Circle the other night and talked with uh, Marvin Berglis and uh, a few other people while we were there, but one of the people we didn't get a chance to chat with, but now she's here, Mandy Davis. Hey there, Mandy. How are you? Hi, Scott. I'm fine, thank you. Tired. It's already the second day. So tell me about this booth. This is actually before you walk into the dealer's area. You get that you got a prime location here, you know, try to solicit membership. They are very, very good to us. I'm very happy with the Blackpool Magicians. Mm-hmm. They give us this prime spot every year and we're able to talk to people. We get an awful lot of members wanting to know answers to all kinds of questions that we never even thought we were going to be asked. For an example. For example, that's a good point. A lot of it is about the badges, whether they can buy badges, whether we have any with us, which we don't this year. There are questions about the, uh, the live streaming that we do of our, all our Monday night events. People from overseas want to know the timings right. so that the, I can help them work out the time it would be for their uh, neck of the world. And yeah, loads and loads of questions. There are a lot of uh, people, obviously, a lot of, well, there are almost 5,000 magicians who are here at this convention. I'm surprised that not everybody has already joined. I mean, it is a major organization, and I don't know why people don't belong to the Magic Circle. They don't belong to the Magic Circle because they're not good enough, Scott. Oh, well, there's a good point. I guess there are a lot of hobbyists or people who may even be full-time, but, yeah, you've got to be at a certain level, and so you do have to uh, audition then, right? Absolutely. You have to take an examination, which is between 8 and 12 minutes long. It has to flow well. It has to show skill. And it had, cannot be all self-working. You have to have a standard. A lot of magicians here do not belong to a local magic club, and that's your wow. first step. We I always see. advise, join a local magic club first, because there you get advice from the other members, and you improve your act, as it were. And from there, then consider the magic circle. And then when they do audition or they have the uh, test, do you come in then your first is an A is an AMC an associate or tell me about the membership levels there. When you join, literally sign up here at the desk or online, you become a an apprentice of the magic circle. I can't say you're a member, but you have one year in which to take your exam. We have a very good apprentice scheme that will help and advise. You are able to access the building on a Monday night with the members. You can talk to members about helping you. You can use the library. There are all sorts of, practically every aspect of the Magic Circle becomes available to you as an apprentice, apart from voting. You then take your exam and become a member of the Magic Circle, MMC. 
and you get a blue badge and you buy a jewel, a medal, which you can buy. If you take a further exam, you can become an associate of the Inner Magic Circle, which is a white badge. This is for your listeners so that they can differentiate. That's AIMC. And you you can buy a white medal. The member of the Inner Magic Circle is the top degree. And the member of the Inner Magic Circle is only given by the president. It's a presidential award. There are only ever 300 maximum at any time. And at that, you get a red badge and you're given your medal. Yeah. So to get in, you have to wait till someone dies and then also have the, uh, it can the president. Be. Yeah. We, we are very good about keeping a certain number back. So we have never gone to the 300 mark. But that is there as a as a guide, right? And let me also point out that you can be a member, obviously, anywhere internationally, because you just alluded to having the uh, shows that are streaming. I say shows, actually lectures and everything, the Monday night gatherings, and that's a great opportunity, I think, for people to, like me, being in the U.S., of being able to watch these live lectures or watch them the next day or whatever. Absolutely, everything we do on a Monday evening, every lecture or show is. Recorded, yeah. it's live streamed, you can watch it live. And you can or ask questions can too. You yeah. can ask questions on Zoom. If you're there on Zoom, you can ask your questions of the lecturer. It's a fantastic facility, it really is. And we're getting more and more overseas members. And we have members across the whole world New yeah. Zealand, Australia, India, obviously Europe, yeah. everywhere, and of course the United States. So are you enjoying the convention, by the way? Since you're working mainly behind the booth. I don't get to see much. (laughs) (laughs) You see the evening shows, I guess? Just the evening shows. What about last evening's gala? You like that? The gala show was amazing. It was was absolutely incredible. Yeah, from start to finish, that lady came out and danced, and oh my gosh, it was great. You felt it couldn't get better than that, and it did. Yeah, And uh, you you must have gone to the late show. I did go to the late show, yes. Apparently the early show, a couple of effects didn't work last night. Oh, well, there was a problem in the... uh, late show there as well he had which, a problem in the first show too yeah oh he did with <laughs> yes. The, yes. yeah okay <laughs> and the guillotine didn't drop oh okay yeah which is a little bit scary uh, like a guillotine you can't didn't get work. out of that one no. <laughs> there's yeah. no out there's no yeah. out for your, you know we always say always have an out for every trick you yeah. do there is no out when your blade doesn't drop <laughs> that's true that's true but, uh, yeah, start to finish, I really thought that was just a very solid show and some things I'd never seen before and just had my mouth open. The juggler who was juggling balls, and then they were helium balloons all of a sudden. Oh, my God, wasn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. The juggling balloons were suddenly floating in the air with no apparent wires or anything. Right. It was amazing. I was in the second row, and it's like, wait a minute, there are no threads or anything there. That's amazing. It was amazing. the most amazing show ever, and then I went to see Harrison. And then went to see what? And then I went to see Harrison. Oh, Harrison. That's right. You were sitting over near me in Harrison. Uh, and he was doing his full evening show that was an 18 or over. I have to say it was X-rated from the standpoint of his language and everything else. I mean, it was a comedy club kind of uh, an evening. I loved it. it I loved hilarious. it. My, my only problem was, and I thought it was just me, but it turns out to be a lot of people. We didn't understand him. He's talked far too fast. And at the end of every joke, he drops the punchline. That's kind true. of... You know, that's true. That's true. I understand what you're saying. 
funny thing is that it's just the opposite for us when we hear someone, I don't know, John Archer or somebody, you know, yeah. that they might be talking. It's like, yeah, I don't understand exactly what they said. So there's this English yeah. problem with both English. Exactly, <laughs> you know, exactly. Both sides. Well, I've enjoyed talking with you, and I'm enjoying the convention as well, and uh, hope you continue to get some more members here. And if, by the way, people want to join, they can go to, what's the website? They can go straight to the website, yes, themagiccircle.co.uk. There you go. So I'm, mag- I'm here all weekend, so anybody comes along, I'm here from midday till 5 o'clock. Everybody. So if you're listening, by the way, and uh, right now, and there's still a day to go for uh, today is Saturday? Today's Saturday. Yes, so they're still going to be on Sunday, so if you're listening to this Sunday morning, Hop on the train and come on uh, to Blackpool, and you won't regret it. So, that was Mandy Davis and Scotty Allen. Well, in the dealer's room, believe it or not, we are in the dealer's room, but we're kind of in a corner where it's uh, kind of quiet because it's quite busy, as you would imagine, down there. But uh, I'm with a uh, friend who is a uh, lecturer, performer, uh, he is an author, and uh, all-around great guy. I love the guy. In fact, I... Uh, my, he's named after my younger son, or vice versa. They, well, anyhow, they both happen to have the same first names, Nick. Nick Einhorn. Here he is. Hey, Nick. Hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. <laughs> you as well. We don't get to see each other nearly as often. Have you come to the States in a while, or have you... No, it's been a while since I've been over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, ba- back over in New York, actually, in, uh, in March. I'm looking forward to that. Was the publisher of the book... What was the book, the book by the way, that was like uh, every place? The Art of Magic and Sleight of Hand and Magical Illusions. Yes. Was that published out of New York, or was that a London production? It was a London product, and um, they've put it into many different languages and sold it all over the world, different, different places. Yep. I remember there was also a, an old puzzle about these guys who went to a hotel, and that they, I don't, yeah. what is that called? The mysterious uh, puzzle of the, mis- the missing dollar bill. The missing dollar bill, yeah, because you had $20 or whatever, that, uh, and, and you're missing one bill even though, because the math doesn't add up or something, and you had a, just a very clever method and uh, thing you, you sold. You still sell that on your website? Uh, correct, actually. I think it sold as a download through one of the big uh, distributors, um, so you can, you can buy it uh, via, via that download. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I once saw that the late, great, Daryl um, do a wonderful rendition of that, um, yeah. and I kind of played around with a version where you could actually physically show the dollar disappearing each time, mm-hmm. um, and that's that was my inspiration for doing something with it. Yeah, it was a very clever thing for people who don't know. What you, just tell the story real quick. Oh, I can't remember that. There were three guys who checked into a hotel, basically, and they said it was going to be $18, or no, 15 They paid $5 each, wasn't it, or $20? Yes, it's confusing already. It is confusing already. It's quite a long story. (laughs) Okay, more than what this is worth. So you have uh, been coming to Blackpool for how many years? Oh, I'm going to say 15 years. Okay, and why do you keep coming back? I love it. It's the best convention. Uh, It's the biggest convention in the world. You get to meet. Uh, many lovely people see old friends. I mean, we just met each other after so many times, and we're both old now. So, <laughs> um, and uh, and just overwhelming amount of dealers, and so much fun uh-huh. to walk around, see the lectures, and have fun. Have you ever been a dealer here? Yes, I have. Um, in fact, this is one of the few years where I haven't been a dealer. Okay. Uh, and it's really nice just to walk around and not feel tired all the time. <laughs> I would imagine some of the dealers who are used to seeing you as another fellow dealer are saying, "How come you're not at your booth?" Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spending it, not earning it this year. Yeah, that's right. So here, are you doing uh, still a lot of corporate affairs? You're doing uh, weddings. What are you doing? Yeah, mostly corporate events, private parties. Um, and with a business partner of mine, we we look after some of the biggest stadiums in the country uh, with entertainment. So the Tottenham really? Hotspur Stadium, Wembley Stadium. Yeah, Wem- wow. Yeah, and that's exciting. Yeah. So do you oversee the entertainment? Do you book the uh, acts and things? I mean, like. Yeah. 
Um, Taylor Swift <laughs> concerts. Well, so, so for Taylor Swift coming up at Wembley, uh, we'll be booking in uh, lots of entertainment around her. We don't gotcha. get involved with her, but everything happening in our hospitality areas mm-hmm. uh, and the the premium areas, you know, we'll probably be involved in some aspect of that. So it's a production company that correct. You, okay, yeah. And so that consumes most of your time, I would think. Uh, a lot of it, yeah. There's three of us uh, involved in that company, and um, we have uh, almost 100 people uh, on site at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium at every event. So as we're talking at the moment, uh, that soccer match is about to start in about an hour, and we've got probably 100 people on site. Uh, so it's, it's, it's crazy, really. It's a lot of people. Um, they're not all magicians and entertainers. A lot of them are premium hosts and hostesses that meet and greet people and say hi, right. show people where they're sit- sitting. Is there a football team that you follow? Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Tottenham, okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got season tickets? Uh, yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm not surprised. How are they doing this year? Uh, they're doing well. I think they're currently fourth, and um, they're fighting for a top spot. Um, yeah, my son's there today, so he's going to be enjoying that. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Sounds like fun. Now, for this convention, has there been something you've seen, either the dealer's uh, area or... A show that you've ticket uh, stands out. Um, the most, sure. the most, uh, the most. Uh, I, I loved the David Regal lecture. Uh, managed to catch that one. Um, and there's a great product that uh, is called the Unliftable Deck, um, mm-hmm. which is a remarkable pack of cards that you just can't lift from the from the table. Uh, well, you can lift it, but they can't. Right. Uh, and it's really clever. Very simple and uh, just very very basic. It's really a one-on-one type of a thing. I mean, you you're watching someone else doing it. It's kind of like the. Um, like heavy chest, I guess, in which it, you know you can't pick it up. Yeah, exactly. Know, but the rest of the audience is going, "What's wrong with that guy?" Exactly. You know? And I think, like all of these things, is seeing something on a dealer stand and then working out a framework to make it work for you and, and give it some meaning when you're performing it, rather than just a trick. And we're yeah. all seeing the bare bones of something. You go up to a dealer stand, they're not going to go through the routine every single moment, so they right. just show you the bare bones of the trick. And right. it's up to us to kind of come up with some practical use for it. Right. You know, that's true. Put a presentation around that. You know, yeah, then as absolutely. well. That's right. Well, I did see that. I didn't uh, try and pick it up because I'm familiar with the effect, you yep. know. And uh, I think it was like 45 pounds. I thought that doesn't sound too I bad. Know, I actually. think it was 30. Was I think it 30? It was, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was fairly inexpensive. I thought, you know, that because uh, it is a, a good trick. Now, as far as the evening shows, did you have you you here for the whole time or just yep. in and out for the day? Or? No, no. I saw the evening show last night. Loved it. Yep. It was great. Um, um, just enjoyed all, all the different acts. It was very varied, uh, and yeah, loved it. Over the years, and we'll close here, this, uh, has there been some act that has stood out in your mind? It's like, wow, I, that was uh, one of my favorite uh, Blackpool conventions. I think a few years ago they had, uh, well, it was a couple of times where they've had different MCs for the shows. Mm-hmm. So Paul Zerdin, uh, the ventriloquist, was sensational. Is he going to be on tonight? Is that the same guy, or is that Paul Zenon? No, it's Paul Zenon. Yeah. Zenon, okay. Um, but then Paul Zenon also hosted a couple of years ago and was phenomenal, uh, just brilliant. And when you're, you know, when you're in that theatre, which is huge, and you're in front of a bunch of magicians, uh, you've really got to be at the top of your game, I think, to perform there and, and really do well I thought the guy last night as well was, was excellent he's very funny yeah. uh, really good did a great job and um, very entertaining so yeah yeah. It was. Uh, I just love great magic shows and I think since the format's been slightly shorter as in previous years they've run the, run the show twice a night and each show's slightly shorter that's much more palatable uh, and I think much better I remember years ago I think it went on forever it was like four hours yeah it's too long it's too long and I think um, I think perhaps Russ Stevens has had a lot to do with that he's come in and and maybe change things around and I think it's um, certainly the last few years I think has been extraordinary how good it is and how slick it is well Nick good seeing you glad that you're doing so well and uh, keeping busy over here Uh, absolutely (laughs) I'm off to find some magic oh there we go so with the Magic Word Podcast that was Nick Einhorn and Scotty Allen (laughs) 
Well, did you guys ever hear about the uh, magic invention in which two podcasters walked in? <laughs> there we are, Richard Young, uh, host of the Magician's Podcast here in England. How are you doing, man? Very good. So nice to see you, Scott. And you as well. Last time we saw each other was Houston, wasn't Houston, it? Houston, you were with the Champions of Magic, is yeah. that right? Did yeah, that's ring? right. We had a great little run there at the Hobby Centre. I think we were there for like Fun. two weeks. Uh, that's right. It was fantastic. It's longer than most places, I guess, when you tour, right? Yeah, we normally go into rooms that are much bigger, but the, it was like a 500-seater, so we were able to be there for like two weeks, which was just... Right. It was lovely to be in one place for a while. So, are you? Yeah. Who was it you were working with? Uh, so it's called Champions of Magic. No, no, your your oh, partner. Yeah, so we're called Young, Young and Strange. Strange. We're a duo. Yeah. 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 So yeah, he's wandering around here somewhere. <laughs> um, so yeah. And so, uh, are you are you still going back on tour? Or are you kind of off for a while? Yeah. Right so now, we we you? actually go back on Tuesday. Um, we're gonna. But this uh, next week we have five shows. But it's not Champions of Magic. It's just Young and Strange, and we've got five dates on the East Coast. Um, of UK or the uh, no US? in the US so we're in Vermont Massachusetts and New York next weekend we've got five shows it's been very interesting for us actually because obviously look we don't have a profile in America we're not known to the public but it's amazing the difference working in America where the, the tickets sell so much better than they do in the UK even if you're unknown so yeah we've got um, we've got really good sized audiences every week next week so yeah it's really good and when you get booked, do you do this yourself, or do you have an agent or a producer who uh, works with you guys typically? So um, the producer of Champions of Magic is a genius guy called Alex Jarrett. And so Champions of Magic now has become quite a big show. It's like in three trucks, and there's like 20 wow. people. Um, so sometimes he gets inquiries from venues that the show just doesn't fit, or there aren't enough seats to make the money work. So when that happens now, he offers the Young and Strange show as an alternative, because we're only one truck. Right. And there's only seven of us. So it makes it a little bit more affordable for smaller venues and towns that are a bit more out of the way. Like, you know, we're doing next week, we're doing towns that, as a Brit, honestly, I've never heard of. We're going to like Peekskill, New York, and yeah, Peekskill. Run, yeah. Rutland, Vermont, and yeah, places like right, this. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's really fun for well, us. Same thing if I come over here, you. Yeah, I don't know, Frog's Neck or something. What, what are you making of Blackpool so far? Very interesting, as an American. What do you make of Blackpool? I, well, this is my second time. I was back here in 2005. 2005. <laughs> I listened to your podcast this morning. <laughs> I heard it. Uh, so, I love it. Uh, it looks like they've kind of ramped it up a little bit more. Yeah. It's uh, more streamlined. They've uh, learned from, I say mistakes, I mean, you know, learn how to improve it, I should say. It gets better every year, I guess, uh, at least from my experience from when I was here last time, because where we're standing right now, I think at one point was probably where they had close-up and they had, like, tiered seating right, in this yeah. horseshoe, and now they have part of this to expand the dealer's room, you know, because there's so many dealers, and everybody's doing well. I mean, my goodness, everybody's packed. The show, the gala last night, was off the hook, yeah. crazy, yeah. wild, great. Amazing. You know, from start to finish. I mean, you know, this lady was dancing all the way to the end with... Uh, Young or Jung? Um, oh, yeah, Jung, Jung Min, is Jung that Min, right? I think yes. you're right. Yeah, yes. who uh, was a FISM winner, I believe. And yeah. Um, anyhow, yeah, and everybody in between was just phenomenal. Acts that I'd never seen before and very creative. Uh, as far as the dealers, yeah, I just, there's no way that I feel like I'm, I'm at the Louvre. I'm just kind of saying, yep, you know, there's Wing Victory. Yep, you know, there's Mona Lisa. Yep, yep. you know, there's, <laughs> you just got to look back and forth. There's so much to see. Totally here. overwhelming. And also, we said that actually all of the acts here and the, the performers, they've, they've got a lot of competition. When you're, as a, you're here as a, as a delegate, mm -hmm. you're just sat there going, well, maybe I should be going something else now. Mm -hmm. And actually, for, for a lecturer or a performer to, to hold someone in a room for an hour is actually a big challenge here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they have a tough job. But I, I saw last night. I saw sh a shooter Gower, mm -hmm. 
I was, I was, I mean, I almost get emotional about it. How, I mean, he is the ultimate magician, isn't he? Like, he really is. He's gotten better and better and better. He's got an agent working with him now. He's got a thing over Hawaii. I think he does on a regular this. basis. Yeah, I, I mean, I just what a charming performer, and yeah. it was an hour of knuckle busting sleight of hands. But he makes it look smooth and effortless. Oh, it's yeah. like you. you, you it can do one of two things. Either as a magician, it either inspire you or make you want to give up because yeah. you go, I'll never be like that guy. Uh, but yeah, it's well, fantastic. To answer your question, still, it's been very impressive. I mean, from everything as far as all the lectures I've been attending, they are so diverse, whether they're going to be technical, and even some of the technical will be cars, there'll be coins, but also about Ben Hart was talking about uh, performing uh, and other kinds of stuff. It's just how to make your... Uh, your show better and yeah. some of the lectures that I only see like at FISM or Blackpool because in the U.S. you kind of have some of the same people I think a lot of it's incestuous as far as well you know you start seeing some, like same guys on the convention circuit you know yeah. I remember I saw uh, Doug Kahn like six times I think you wow know? <laughs> I, um, you mentioned Ben I mean Ben is our country's superstar now right now I think in terms of someone on the rise and if anyone if, the amazing thing the show he's going to do tonight it's his Edinburgh show which he did and it's in the round so it's a magic show in the round, which is obviously a very rare thing to see. I think he's going to storm it tonight. I'm I looking forward to it, and I confess, and I feel silly. I'm going to say this uh, just on myself on the podcast here. Uh, I, I had not heard of him, and I had seen him. And whenever that I went to his lecture, I had a front row seat, and the guy came out, and everybody's applauding. And I thought, well, it's only because they're on time, and maybe this is the MC. He's going to start introducing <laughs> the guy. And he kept talking about five minutes later, said, oh, that must be Ben Hart. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I'm sure I'm an idiot here. <laughs> yeah, you're going to absolutely love him. And, yeah. yeah, he's tomorrow everybody will be talking about Ben, I think. Well, right now everybody seems to be talking about Murray. You know, that, yeah. oh my goodness, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, Murray was, is like a son to me. He's still a friend. I, you know, we can still be friends, even though I completely disagree with his yeah. position and what he's done. People say, well, why don't you ask hard questions? Well, I, I say that my pro- podcast is not, I'm not a hard newscaster. It's really more of a conversation, and it's not polite to kind of call somebody out and, and whatnot. So that's why with both him and Justin Flom, I was just, they said, well, you're throwing the softballs. Well, that's that's the nature of my podcast. You don't listen to, to, the, to understand the flow of the thing, you know. So, yeah, I mean, but you guys were asking good questions. Well, let me let me take a moment just to pay tribute to you before we talk about those two, you know, <laughs> idiots. Let's be yeah, honest. Let's, be honest. Uh, let's talk about you because you are, I want to pay tribute to you. You are the original, as we say, podfather. <laughs> and, you, you know, I stand on, you know, your shoulders. You are an inspiration. I mean, what are you up to, 800 and something episodes well, now? One, yeah, I think I just posted it was 817 here. Do you know what, what a library you've got? It's, I mean, people talk about the, the, the people I've had on, and I always, you know, think about you, actually. And you, I, I had a few years off from it. And it's amazing what you do. And you have your very unique style. And actually, your conversation that you had with Murray was very different to mine. Completely. But was just as interesting and, 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 you know, just as compelling to listen to. Murray knows what he's doing, he does. doesn't he? He's a, I think he's enjoying being the panto villain. That's what we would say here in England <laughs> okay. for a little while. But he's a very nice man, very charming. He was, do you know what? He, he spoke to you, he spoke to us, and was happy to answer any question. He didn't ask for me to edit anything out afterwards. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was just great. Like, I, I hate what they're doing. I can't, I can't lie. I do think it's really bad for magic. It's all the bottom line of money. You know, people say money and publicity, but publicity leads to clicks, and that leads to money. The bottom, yeah. If you follow the money, that's where it is. You Absolutely, know? And yeah. I would think that if people say, well, why didn't you ask them if they were members of the IBM or SAM or the Circle? Because if they are, the Magic Academy of Magical Arts or the Magic Circle, if they are, you've taken a code of silence, you yeah. know, in protecting the secrets. And so, eh, you know, and I said, I never really thought of that question, you know, but... 
Anyhow, do you know, Scott, there was something I was frustrated with myself over when I listened back to our, our interview with Murray, and that was actually I didn't connect two dots, which actually are obvious there, which is at the very beginning of our conversation, we talked about how he's just lost his Vegas gig because the casino is closing. Well, he hadn't lost it. It's just yeah. the Laugh Factory is moving to a different casino. Sure. The trap is closing. But Okay, so that's interesting, but I like that must be a bit of a worrying time, yeah. and I... And I think maybe the timing also of then going into exposing magic. Are those two things connected? I don't know. It was just my thought afterwards. I thought, I wish I'd have asked him that. And gone no, at least. that's the answer. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, you know, you know better than I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I really don't like what they're doing. I think it's, you know, I said it afterwards, really. Like, I, I just, just do something else. There's so many ways. Actually, there's so many ways to make money in magic. Look at all these people here. They all make their living. Most of them make very good livings. Well, and that's the point, too, that at both of their levels, both Justin and Murray, in which they have made money and a good career from that, and now they're kind of spitting in the eye of, you know, what something that had made them their career. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, Justin's moved on, I understand. Murray's not. I mean, he's still doing this, and so, I don't know, it can't be a positive thing as far as the rest do you know, of the Do you know who did win out of it? Was, was you and me. Because I'm sure for you it was the same, right? People love hearing from magic villains, don't they? <laughs> like, you know, both. I'm sure you had a very highly rated episode, and we did too. I did, and that was not my intent necessarily. Yeah. People are, who are coming in and saying this, because they haven't listened to any of my other podcasts that leads up sure. to it, you know. Yeah. They just think, okay, well, why am I putting these guys on? I must, you know, yeah. want to provide a platform. No, that's not my reason, you know. People do like a bit of controversy, though, don't they? They, they, they enjoy true. it. Well, they you might enjoy remember it. a few years ago when I was doing one of the Greg Wilson, you know, where he was being accused of being a thief. And uh, I was saying, no, you know, that he's not, uh, uh, well, he was saying, no, he's not a thief. And here's the reason why. And he was mentioning, you know, John Lovick and Cosmo Solano and all these guys. So I, and I thought, well, I need to hear their side of the story. So I called and talked with them. Likewise, with this, I thought, okay, yeah, well, they're saying this. I need to hear the other side. I want to hear what David Sandy, I want to hear Bill Smith's side, you know, as an illusion builder. Because he had lost some, some money, you know, yeah. when uh, the mass magician was... Uh, I loved hearing popular. I loved hearing Bill talk on your podcast last week about how the, the whole story of the masked magician from yeah. the American... As a Brit, we always wondered what happened in America when those TV shows were being... If anybody hasn't, they should go back and listen to that podcast, which you had, yeah. which was your third one. Yeah. The Bill Smith bit I found particularly compelling, mm-hmm. hearing there's a lot of correlation with the masked magician there. So yeah. Bill's a legend. He, he really is. You know, I'm glad to call him a friend, and I'm glad to call you a friend. Richard. Likewise, I really Scott. enjoy chatting with you. I'm glad that uh, I caught up with you over here. I knew that I would eventually. I mean, yeah. even though there are 4,000 of us you know, around here, yeah. that we're going to be able to catch up with each other. It's so, so good. It's a pleasure. So good to see you. Well, so Can I say it? Scotty out. <laughs> Okay, and Richard out. (laughs) Last evening's show, many of uh, the listeners heard us talking with different people throughout the day and yesterday evening about how good the uh, the Mike Cadenay show was and also the gala uh, was going on. The way that it works is that you go to one or the other and then they swap them uh, for a different time slot. That way you get to see everything. And I'm uh, here right now with the star of that show, the Mike Cavney Show, is Mike Cavney. Hi, Mike. Hey, how you doing, Scott? <laughs> Fantastic. And so you're doing it again tonight, right? Nope. You're, fin- you're one and done. Two and done. Two and done. We, yeah, two last night. We did two shows last night, and I was just the organizer of the show. We had lots of stars on the show. And well, there were. Tell some of the people who were there. Well, so last year, uh, Russ Stevens asked me to put together a show. And so I called a bunch of my buddies, like I do, and we came over here and had a great time. And it was a big success. And so he said, hey, do it again next year. So that's this year. So let me see. 
Last year, Tina did her mop act, yeah. mop man, and this year, Tina did her other act, the scarf and rings. Beautiful, the rings, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, people love that. And uh, we had Arden James. Love that guy. Because with Arden, he's been a friend of ours for 30-plus years. I always think of the two, three at the castle. Yeah. You know, uh, you and Tina and Arden always uh, yeah. and, dynamite uh, act. So with Arden, we get to do the old man and the old lady dance that Arden and Tina does. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the three of us. How did they come up with that idea, by That the way? was Arden. Was it all him? That was Arden, yeah. <laughs> he must have seen a mask and put it on a hat. Yeah. One thing led to another. I, I can know, see it's it. Okay. funny. And then together, the three of us, does. Uh, we did this walking through a rope thing with Tina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had Trig Watson. Yeah. Who's a buddy of mine from out in L.A. And, did, and an AGT performer. AGT guy and fooled everybody. And uh, our, the, the act that we closed with was Celia Munoz. Never we, seen anything like that. It's the sister of Miguel Munoz, the FISM Grand Prix champion, the guy that does the water act from Madrid. Yeah. And it, to me, I still don't believe it, that four years ago she was an opera singer, and then she saw a ventriloquist and said, well, that looks like fun. <laughs> And I'll make a career of that instead of singing opera. Exactly. And she went on Spain's Got Talent and won the whole thing. Yeah. And went on America's Got Talent, was a finalist, and ended up for a year in America's Got Talent Live in Las Vegas. And Luxor or wherever. Yeah, the Luxor. And I love the fact that she doesn't use any dummies in her act. Oh, that's true. And no recorded uh, things. No, it's, it's just, you, you have to see it. And technically, she is astonishingly good. Yeah. Yeah, her voice alone, first of all, is yeah. obviously she's an opera singer, sounds great. But the thing she does, I mean, when they talk about a ventriloquist, you know, drinking water and still talking to the vent figure, she does more than that. Eating popcorn, brushing your brushing teeth. Brushing your teeth, I putting know. on lipstick. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> so never we, seen anything like so that. So we had a great time. Yeah. yeah, so putting that together was a lot of fun. And so I think I heard them say you're gonna, they're going to have you back again next year. I haven't heard that. Oh, okay, maybe that was just a I'll rumor. I'll tell you what's funny. I'll start that rumor. So this is our sec- second day here. Yeah. I have yet to see Russ Stevens, the guy that booked me for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- do you know how many registrants they have? I do. There were 350 of the no. VIPs, oh, okay. and then there were 4,000 of uh, uh, those who have been booked. Plus, they, uh, yeah. like I was just talking with uh, Ian Kendall, he said, I'm just a day guy. I so he's not part s- of the 4,000. I so haven't even seen him. There's, Ian. Oh, there's probably 4,500 plus here. It's just completely overwhelming. It is. Now, I was talking to Paul Stone, by the way, and he told me, you guys got a little uh, glimpse of the Beatles. Highlight of the week. I, next year. I, Paul said, come no, next year. You have year. no idea. I mean, I talked to some guys that had done it, and they said, oh, you should go to Liverpool, and Paul Stone will fix you up with a tour of the Beatles stuff. And I go, yeah, that sounds good. It was off the charts. It mm-hmm. was, I mean, we're the right age, Tina and I. Mm-hmm. We lived through all of that. Yeah. And I saw the Beatles live. You Here, did? Yeah, I, at uh, St. Louis Bush Stadium. They flew in in a helicopter, and yeah. Uh, Tina saw them at Dodger Stadium. Okay. Um, I've still got my ticket. That's great. <laughs> so I looked at it on eBay. It's like $350 if I wanted yeah. to sell it. Anyhow, I'm sorry. Tina saw I, Yeah. Okay, cool. But I can't tell you how great it was. Yeah. Really Because you went to the cavern where they started? And we went every place. We went to Ringo's house. We went to Paul's house. We went to John's house. We went to... Strawberry Fields, we went to Penny Lane for a day and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And what I think was cool was that Paul said, well, he'd lived that. I mean, he used to hang out at the cavern. He would, you know, sister yeah, took yeah, him there yeah. for lunch That's where right. the Beatles were playing. 
That's right. That'd be cool. Well, listen, Mike, thanks very much. I've enjoyed the show last night, as did everybody else. Good. You know, that's been Scott. part of the buzz over there. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Mike Caveney. Scotty Adams. We just finished the Ben Hart uh, show, and I'm getting ready to uh, queue up for the next show, which I'm going to see is Matt King. And uh, I wanted to chat with someone who is another one of the performers, by the way, who is not only a performer, but a lecturer here then, too. And uh, I've been so happy and proud of this guy, uh, the way that he's been coming along. I've been telling you, if you've been following the podcast for such a long time, that he is a force to reckon with, and he ought to be working at more conventions. And I'm glad the Blackpool people must have listened to it. But I'm talking about Kyle Purnell. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Scott. How are you, man? <laughs> Fantastic. So glad to see you here. This has got to be an exciting uh, time for you. You know, it really is a dream come true. I, I have, uh, I've always wanted to go to Blackpool, but you know, being on the other side of the world, it's just never been financially viable for me. And sure. uh, so the fact that they, uh, they you got want a full, real full time job, you know, you're uh, teaching, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we just, we just welcomed our third child two weeks ago. Well, congratulations! Oh my gosh! And then you came over here anyhow. I know, father of the year, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Uh, fortunately or, or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, uh, I, I signed the contract to come here before we knew we were expecting. Yeah. Uh, so we put in accommodations to make sure my wife and all the kids are, are taken care of while I'm away. Um, and uh, and so we came here and did the show yesterday, uh, the international close-up show, and then today was my lecture. You did bring your wife and uh, infant? Uh, no, no, they're, oh, oh, okay. no they're, they're still back home. But You said we. I thought you meant we. Oh, uh, we. Uh, the, the, the Purnell the team. team. Yeah. <laughs> team Purnell. <laughs> and so... Since this was your first experience over here, not only in Blackpool, but then also lecturing, I guess, in England, uh, yeah. then as well. So, so it's, my, it's my first time in England. What's, so what's it been like? What, what have you, uh, what's it's, it been impressive to you? I, I actually thought I would have more culture shock than I did. Uh, I thought it was going to come here and it's going to freak me out driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, yeah I said wrong, wrong side. <laughs> uh, I, and I, I thought, uh, you know, it would make, might freak me out being so far away from my family. Um, and, of course, I'm, I, I miss them. I can't wait to go back, but uh, it's... It, it really kind of feels like home here, and the fact that I I know a lot of these people, right? Yeah. And so it's uh, so it feels like you're being welcomed into familiar arms. Uh, the dealer hall's amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I've heard great things, and they, it didn't disappoint. I mean, some of and there's such a variety of things. There's top of the line, like next level tech stuff, and then there's uh, some great versions of classics. You know, right? Anything in there that particularly caught your fancy? Uh, yes, there was. And, to be honest with you, I forget what it's called, but if you go to Luca Bono's Luca Luca Bono's stand, he has this um, this self-produced thing that he he made all these by hand. And it's this little fun uh, magic gag, and it's the I've been showing everybody. I'm like, you have to go buy this. It's like super cheap, and it's like the funniest, cutest thing I've seen. Really? Well, it's funny because I did walk, as I was walking by, the, he actually stopped me, and there was nobody around his booth. It's kind of like he had some time, and he said. Hey Scott, I wanted to tell you I enjoyed the podcast, and uh, we start. It's like, oh well, thanks for listening, and we chatted for a little while. I didn't record him over here, but I, I he didn't try and sell me anything, so I didn't know what. Next he was time, next time you see him, ask ask to see his his new thing for Blackpool. It's wow. again, it's not really a trick per se, but it's really cute and it's really charming. It's really funny. All right, uh, and so aside from that, what have you seen as far as the show? I mean, you've been kind of working and preparing. Yeah, uh, I I did have a chance. I just saw the Matt King show, the the, the first showing of it. Uh, he, you know he's unbelievable. He's he's a he's a living legend for a reason. Yep. Um, You're seeing Ben Hart next, I guess. I, I I didn't see Ben Hart. I might I might go see him. 
and then uh, last night I saw Shoots show. Yeah. Uh, obviously unbelievable as well. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the caliber of talent that they brought in is just crazy. And did you see the Gala show last night? I did, yeah. What did you think of that? Uh, my favorite, I, I, I think I had like tied for three favorites. My, my absolute favorite was The Closer, of course. Yeah. Um, who, I mean, just, it was. Well, the Sand Guy, the yeah, young guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he, he was, it's, it's like supernatural and it stirs like an emotion in you that you, like sometimes you don't even know you had. Like, yeah. it, I, I was brought to my feet to, like, I didn't even make a choice to give a standing ovation. It just happened. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, I also loved, it was one of the best juggling acts I've ever seen. That was insane. I, yeah. He was juggling, and all of a sudden, things were, he would stop. I mean, a ball would just hover in air. It would just hover. <laughs> and then it would float, and then it would go down, then it would go up. It was insane. I've never seen anything quite like that. And I was on the second row, so I know there were no threads or anything that were involved with that. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And I also really liked uh, Winston. Winston Foyer, Foyer Mayer. Uh, the the a juggler? No, he was the manip. The manipulation guy with the white cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw him in uh, Quebec at FISM, I believe, and he was doing a, um, oh, yeah, that act. I, I want to say that he had won uh, FISM with that, and for people who are listening to this, he was uh, his act was like he was in a jail inside of his mind, basically, from addiction of uh, yeah. whatever that addiction might be, and yeah. it kept coming back to him and he's trying to get rid of it and yeah. he was and the lighting even you know had for instance intense looked like bars you know from the yeah it's, the, it's it was, so beautiful it and beautiful. haunting and the haunting uh, yeah. word yeah yeah oh, just, phenomenal just next level yeah uh, but everybody was doing something that I just hadn't seen before there were it was a very creative uh, group you know I, I I even like the the first dancer that, that they had that okay I, I th- she took my breath away wow I, I thought she was excellent yeah and then disappeared. And then disappeared. <laughs> yeah, was not expecting that. I thought that was great. Yeah, that was very cool. Well, all of this has really been uh, great. And uh, are you staying at the Ruskin, by the way? Uh, I'm going to the Ruskin tonight, but no, we're staying about 10 minutes away at the, it's called the Big Blue Hotel. Okay, because I know a lot of times the performers stay at the Ruskin then as well. So. Yeah, no, they they put they put me up. It's it's not close, but it's very nice. Yeah. 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 So I'm glad you're having a great experience with great this, experience. and I'm sure that... Uh, that you have been uh, welcome because if you're a very creative guy yourself and uh, the things you have are very commercial and again I want to give a pitch for any organizers of conventions to who are listening to this to think about getting Kyle Purnell for your convention wherever you are not just in America but obviously he came over to England because you're not getting enough bookies well I guess you could but you got like I said a job yeah. you're working yeah, we, working with autistic children uh, I'm a speech therapist speech in therapist school. That yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. speech therapist in the school what about sales did you seem to do well I mean kind of afterwards yeah it, it was it was good, but not not quite as good as I was hoping. So if, if this goes out while I'm still here, uh, please if if you're listening, I still have some stuff. If you ever had any interest in buying anything, uh, I still have a lot of stuff that I'm hoping not to travel back with. Okay. Well, now here's a thought for you, and that is to talk with some of the dealers, like Alakazam. Or... I did. I, okay. I, I, I talked to the convention guys, and uh, I, e- I emailed them, and I'm just waiting to hear back to see if there's any chance I can. I can set, set up something yeah. tomorrow. Sometimes that's what these guys do is they'll pick up some of the extra things, you know, that the lecturers can't take back or, you know, get a discount or whatever for that. And, uh, no, but, uh, yeah, for those people who are listening, who are having that uh, FOMO, a little fear of uh, missing out, uh, you have been over the last few days, but there's still a one day uh, left to go. Tomorrow I was just talking this afternoon with Ian Kendall, who had purchased just a one-day pass. He was mm. training in from uh, Edinburgh. Okay. And so what I'm saying is, if you're listening, you can too. Come in on Sunday and uh, catch the show. I believe Max having a uh, thing tomorrow Yeah, afternoon. he's having a lecture. I'm, I'm planning on going to the yeah, lecture. Yeah, Matt King is going to, yeah. 
uh, and I believe Noel Britton is going to be uh, chatting with him. Okay, of, great. Being the host of the thing. And so, yeah, we've still got a lot of lectures and a lot of hanging out to do and everything. So, Kyle, great seeing you. I'm so great glad that things are going well for you here. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, for the Magic Word Podcast. And congratulations again, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> that was Kyle Pardell. Scotty out. One of the things that we got in our package with the VIP package thing was a little flash drive. And in the flash drive was a thing from the 19 or 20, 2021, I believe it was. The, uh, the Zoom Blackpool convention because that was all online. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. with that, of course, the host was my guest right now, John Archer. Hey there, yeah, John. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'd, forgotten, I'd forgotten about that flash drive thing, but yeah, they, they did. I remember they got in touch with me a month or two ago and said, can we have permission to use it? Um, but yeah, uh, yeah it was, that was good fun. That was um, yeah. flying by the seat of the pants, that thing. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. It was kind of like you were just kind of sitting out there in the lobby someplace, you yeah, know, yeah. And hosting. It's kind yeah. of like yeah. I got the whole winter garden to myself. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was weird because this place was empty and we were we were all sort of uh, downstairs where the dealer hall is. That's why we did it. How did they uh, get by all of that COVID situation? Well, we were know, all so sort of, be here. Yeah, we were allowed. We were allowed to be in certain groups, but we had to keep our distance. So it was all distanced, and you know everybody had to be checked and everything else. You yeah. know, COVID check before they came in, and right. Um, yeah, so the, the, it was uh, it was at a point where you were allowed to mix, but you had to be socially distanced. So we got away with it. And as I recall, there were a couple of people did some close up also. So I guess they were kind of over to the side. Or yeah, yeah, that well, yes. And some people did close up over to the side. Some people were pre-recorded. Uh, the film, some things in the theatre without an audience, just film yeah, sort yeah. of bits. Um, yeah, so it was just sort of a, a, and then interviews and various things. But that's what I remember. Now that you mentioned that about. Uh them having no audience in there it's just kind of weird it's like they're rehearsing almost because there are no applause yeah and, hey, you build yeah. on applause there's like that then, yeah you know? yeah and also it was sort of you know not a lot of people had done that i mean some people were doing live zoom shows and things but i'd never done any so it was all a bit a little bit weird but i mean it was good fun it felt nice just to be able to at least put something out because yeah. it was all free and well everybody worked for nothing Speaking of putting uh, something out, I think they have done a, just a great, a brilliant job here this year. Yeah. Like 4,500 or 5,000 magicians, you know. Yeah, got yeah. Absolutely incredible. And the, the team that they put together, it, it's just running pretty much like clockwork, everything, running on time. And it everything. is. Well, there's so much going on as well. It's like, you know, at any point in the day, there's like about four or five things you can go and see. It's a, yeah. Things happening everywhere, so it's good really seems like, well, what have you seen so far? Because I think you and I have been going in different circles because that's yeah. the first time I've seen you. you know? yeah. What's been uh, impressive that you've enjoyed this year? The thing I've enjoyed most, Raymond Crowe's lecture, which was yeah. me, me, it was sort of about using your body yes. uh, even in, doing in close comedy. Up. Yeah. yeah, even in close-up. And just, just the, you know, the mind stuff that he talked about. So yeah. that was the thing I most enjoyed. Um, and then uh, Young Min in the gala show last night. That's the guy's name. I could not remember. Young Min. Okay. Young Min. Yeah, you just remember the YMCA song. Young Min. Da, 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 da. I said Young Min. Now uh, I can't get this out of my no, mind. No, you can't get that song out of your head now. Well, even you dancing to that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knew I was dancing until you told them. You're a dancing queen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was phenomenal, wasn't he? At the, yeah. the, the, the end of the gala show. Um there was some great, you know, some great bits of that gala show. Right at the beginning, the the vanish of that dancer 
you know. Yes. Yeah. We, just, well, just up. Kyle and I were just talking about that. I mean, the way yeah. that opened, she did. She said, Boy, I, I was had a second row seat, and the way she was breathing, I mean, she put everything into that. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It was amazing and kind of a contortionist also. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. Great Phenomenal. music, and then at the end, yeah, just like uh, it was just a puff of smoke and confetti. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Very cool. Incredible. Yeah, so that was great. So, and then, uh, you know, Mac tonight. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see Mac work. Um, a big stage, you know, because you know, you know, it is a big stage in there. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see him Phil, try you know. to fill the stage. Yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think he'll have any problem filling the stage. He, you know, he's got the persona to do that, but just, but just see him working, you know, in a big theatre like that, you know. Who do you think is filling in for him in Vegas right now? You know. Uh, well, it should have been me if I'd known. I was about um, to say. You... <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's uh, Nick DeFat fills in for him well, a lot, but doesn't he, he? He does, but Nick's working the. Oh, he's uh, doing the Big Apple. Big isn't Apple, he? yeah. Yeah, but that's evening. He could, you know, he could double oh, up. Oh, you know, he could double up. Yeah. Because so, he's just here for a few days, I think, and then going back. He came yeah. in early with Mike Cavey and the guys, and the Paul Stone took him over to Liverpool. To yeah, yeah. The they Beatles did the whole Beatles thing, didn't they? Yeah. I'm going to do that next year. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Have you filled in for Mac before? That was uh, no. Like I mean, it's sort of it's a bit impractical for me to you know fly over and cover for him. And, or just a few days or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Still but, work um, with Tim Vines then? Yeah, we're touring again in March. Um, so I'll be opening for him for the whole month. So yeah, yeah. Um, lot, lots of stuff really just come back from uh, the castle and House of Cards so I've just been out that's right you followed Oscar Munoz over to House of Cards he yeah was, that's right he was yeah. saying that you were coming in yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah so, so were you so in the uh, palace of the castle uh, I did the palace show yeah with, with um, Ian Kendall and Paul Nardini oh Ian didn't say that I was talking with him today and he was saying he was in the castle I didn't know yeah, yeah well he, he did two weeks there he did the palace with us and then the sec- he stayed there for a second week and did the parlor Palmer, yeah which yeah. I don't know how he swung that, but um, yeah. So um, yeah, we had, we had great fun. Went and did Randy Pitchford's place before the castle. So, yeah, yeah, the Peacock. So uh, that was great. You know, just it was a nice little run, really. Sort of the yeah. Peacock, then the castle, and the House of Cards. Yeah. So I was ready for a rest when I got home. <laughs> yeah, you're going kind of on a little bit of a vacation, but you're ready to come home and have yeah, your yeah. vacation. Yeah, that's right. In your living room. Yeah. Well, John, I'm not gonna stop you. I know you gotta. Yeah, get, get ready to go see Mac now. See the next one, that's right. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that's my mate over here, John Archer, Scotty Young. I happened to run across a couple I'm sitting next to here uh, this evening, and this is amazing. I was asking what kind of magic they do, and it's like into escapology, but not only that, apparently there's an escapology club or a group in England. So, Alan, tell me something about that. That's right, yeah. So I'm actually the chairman of the United Kingdom Escape Artists. We're the oldest running club devoted to escapologists in the UK. We've been going 24 years. I also run the Global Escapology Organization with Andrew Basso and Cliff Gersman. Uh, this is a new club, but it's rather elite escape artists throughout the world. And currently we've got about 19 members, so we're doing pretty well. We had our first convention in Sheffield, UK last year. Um, and we chose. When did you have that? Around Houdini's birthday or Halloween or what? No, not Houdini's birthday, no, but we chose Sheffield because one of Houdini's friends was a gentleman called Randini. Now, Randini was born in Sheffield, and some people say that Randini was the person who came up with the idea of the upside down straitjacket. Oh. That Harry started doing. That's right, yeah. So, Randini um, and Houdini became friends when he came over to Sheffield. Houdini, 
to, to a fair at the Empire I think, I think it was the Empire Theatre there. He also did an escape from a prison cell, and the young Randini became very good friends with Harry. And you were saying also that you sell escapology equipment like handcuffs and trade jackets and we do like yes we've um i'm the daughter of david duval and we uh, we sell uh, magic uh, props so uh, handcuffs and um, lots of different restraints um, all across the world is that <laughs> online or like yes so yes you're not obviously a dealer here at this convention or anything. not today yeah <laughs> have you been in the past at black hole here my father did used to yes okay so how did you guys both get into this through, through the legacy of my father, we were just really wanted to continue it. Um, he died in 2002, and we thought, you know what, we should be keeping his name alive. And what was his name? David Duval. Oh, David Duval. Okay. And same with you? I mean, you got into it about the same time? Well, you say you're getting into it. It's all actually about getting out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, so basically I, I met Rebecca 13 years ago. Um, because her father was a very famous escapologist who sadly passed away, I started building a website all about her dad. And from there, more and more I looked into her, I became fascinated. I wanted to know how everything worked, how everything was done. So here we go, 13 years later, we manufacture equipment, we go all over the world, um, and yeah, we're kind of good at it now. We <laughs> love think. it, we love it. <laughs> so, uh, one last thing, where will this convention be held this year and when? So we're actually in Blackpool at the House of Secrets. When? Uh, um, in 13th of April. Okay, so it's coming up soon. It's coming up very soon. We've got a very special guest called Carl Bartoni. Carl Bartoni was famous for doing an upside-down straitjacket escape from the top of the Blackpool Tower. It's absolutely amazing. Not only did he do it by himself, he had his partner hanging from his hand in another straitjacket. Absolutely amazing, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... And Carl has never ever done a lecture about this, so we're so lucky to have him. And he's actually going to bring a piece of rope, what he actually used. So, how many people attend usually? So, as you can imagine, um, it, it's quite a niche market. Very niche. It's a very niche market. So, I think it, today at Blackpool, we've got about 4,000 people. We're going to get about 35 people. Okay. <laughs> so a big difference. For those who might be interested, where can they go for more information or to sign up and register? Yeah, so if they go to our website, devalmagic.co.uk, uh, we have a section on there called the UKEA, United Kingdom Escape Artists. Click on there, you can get all the details, um, price, etc. It, it is for members only. There's an application form on there. But, you know, all you need is, is a strong interest in it. Uh, we are a very, very helpful club. Sounds great. Well, thanks very much. Good talking with you guys. That's fascinating. I didn't know anything about that. How about that? So, for the Magic Word Podcast, this is Alan Rebecca. Scotty out.